discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same, we are constant. God is constant, God has not changed. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ magnified in you. You may take your seats in heavenly places where you belong. Wow. Say wow. Say it again. Wow. Ask anybody, is it powerful? It's powerful. Yeah. What a blessing. What a blessing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you ready to receive what God has for you? Wow. Yes. I believe someone is wondering why they are shouting like that. It's because of some few things. Let me, let me show you some things in the scriptures, okay? Go to Genesis chapter 49. Genesis chapter 49. Now I want to read from verse 1. Genesis 49. From verse 1. How, how many of you know that we are, we are already a success? How many of you know that? Say I'm a success. We are victorious. There's, nothing can prevent our victory. You see, we are found in Christ and nothing can prevent us from having the victory. Because we have the victory. Jesus, the Bible says that whatever is born of God overcometh this world. Are you born of God? Yeah. Then it means that you've already overcome this world. The Bible says that in these things, in all these things, you are more than conquerors. He says we own all things. All things are ours. Say all things are mine. He says, whether it be life or death, or things past, or things present, or things to come, all things are yours. Everything is ours. You see, we are, we are, we are success defined. We are the ones who have been elevated to the God kind. Born anew. New creations. Born of the word. That's who we are. The word does not fail. The Bible says that all things shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And the Bible says, if you read in James chapter 1 verse 18, it says, Of his own who begat he us, of God's own will, he gave birth to us by the word of truth. So we have, we have been born again by the word of truth. And the word of God does not fail. Whatever God sends, whatever word that God sends comes to fulfill what it has been sent to fulfill. So God's word is true. And we are born of God's word. And because we are born of God's word, we are already a success. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So it doesn't actually uh, make sense why we should hear a word for the future. Because we know what is going to happen. How many of you don't know what is going to happen in the future? The future has just one thing for us. Upwards only. Is it true? Upwards and forwards only. The future is so bright. We need shades to have a look at the future. That's what the Bible says. I've, I've given it my own rendering. But that's what the Bible says. 
He says the path of the just is as a shining light that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Are you the just? Yeah. Are you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? You see, so we know all these things. We know who we are. We know what we are. We know what God is in us. Do you see? We know it. However, there are times and seasons and there are things that God sees. Do you see? There are, there are ways that God releases for us to focus on. There are, there are tools that He gives to us to be able to function along a certain line. For instance, um, a soldier or a bodybuilder may be committed to building his upper body. You see, you can be building your upper body. And you build and build and become like Johnny Bravo. You become like a V. Your whole body is V-shaped. Your whole body. Your upper body is so big, but your lower body is so small. (laughs) Hallelujah. If you don't have a coach, if you don't have someone guiding you and showing you that, okay, at this time, you're supposed to be building this portion of your body. Then you build your, your, your feet, your legs, your thighs, so that you can have a very good shape, balanced shape as a bodybuilder. Or else you'd fail. Even though you are committed, you know what to do. You know the objective is to build your body. But you realize that by the time you are, you are done with building your body, you've made a mistake. <laughs> You, you are disfigured, actually. Yes. Is it true? Yes. It is, it's like that in the realm of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is responsible for our born-again experience and responsible for our building up. Christians are likened to building. The Holy Spirit is, is responsible for our building up. Okay? Um, um, we are like buildings. If you read in First Corinthians chapter 3, he mentions this, we are, we are buildings. You see? We are buildings under construction. And the one responsible for the construction of our lives as the Holy Spirit. We don't develop without Him. He's responsible for it. There are different times when, uh, for instance, uh, if you are building and um, you, you are just putting blocks on each other, do you think it's going to work? If you are just putting blocks on each other, you take one block, you put it on the other block, take the other block like that. You need um, some mortar in the middle. Is it true? And just, just imagine if you are just putting mortar on, on mortar, just like that. It's not going to work. Okay, so at different times, so God knows what to supply to help for the building to go on, to help for the building to become the way it's supposed for it to become a building. That is why we hear from the Spirit. That is why we hear from God. Do you see? Every single year, God, you see, today is 31st December, isn't it? All around the world, you have people gathered in different places like we've gathered here. Waiting to hear what God has to say for them. There's a reason. There's a reason. It's not just um, chronos or just normal time. Chronos is the is a, a chronological time that we have. We know that from 6 p.m. you go to 7 p.m. From 7 p.m. you go to 8 p.m. We know that from 29th you go to 30th. From 30th you go to 31st. Is it true? We know that's that's a normal arrangement. Okay, that's just how it is. But there are seasons as well. There are times when you know that summer is coming. You know that the sun is going to shine. Hamatan is coming. You and I were here when the Hamatan was launched, isn't it? Or commissioned. We... <laughs> Hallelujah. We know, we know that the seasons that come. All the seasons in the year are not the same. We know when the rain is coming. We know when the sun is going to come. We know when Hamatan is going to come. We know when, those of, those of you who are abroad, you know when the, the, the winter is going to come. Right now it's very cold in Canada. You are suffering. Thank God I'm not there. 
you, you, you know the different seasons. So there are seasons and then there are there's chronos. And seasons are normally called kairos. Okay? The timing of seasons is called kairos. And the timing of chronology is called chronos. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But at this time of the year, chronos or the normal time that we know and chaos meet together. That is why it is not ordinary. It's not an ordinary time. Do you see? It's not an ordinary time. That is why it is attended to the way it is attended to. That is why people have gathered in different places because this particular time, you have a meeting of the two. Hallelujah. Chronos meets Kairos. And you are introduced into another season altogether. And every season comes with a word. God gives a word for every single season. For you to know which portion of your body to build. Or which, how to function. What will cause that success that he has made you to show forth. Or to come forth. Do you see? He lets you know what to do at every single time. To make sure your success is impeccable. Cannot be matched by any individual. Hallelujah. So in Genesis chapter 49, verse 1, this wonderful man called Jacob was about to die. And he called his sons. And this is what happens every year. Okay? This is what happens every year. And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. He told them, Come so that I will tell you what shall befall you. All the things that will befall you in the last days. Because God had given him the word. You are not sitting in another place. You are sitting here. Isn't it? God has houses. There are different houses. There are different houses and how they function. There are different families in the world and how they function. All families are not the same. What may be okay in one family is not okay in another family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We find ourselves in a family called love economy or Christ world. Okay? And the family has a, it has, it has, or the house has a head. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is why you are all listening to me now. Isn't it? He says, and Jacob called unto his sons and said, gather yourselves together that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Go to verse 2. Gather yourselves together and hear ye sons of Jacob and hearken unto Israel your father. That's what, that's what happens every time. God, God picks, if you read in Matthew chapter 24, okay, verse 25, verse 45. Go to Matthew 24, 45. Matthew 24, 45. He says, who then is the faithful and wise servant? Whom his Lord has made ruler over his household. To give them meat in due season. Okay? Jesus was talking about the last days. And he said that, who, is, who then is a faithful and wise servant? Every house has a servant. Moses is called the servant of the house. So he was, Bible says he was faithful in all of his house. So God, God gives. He says, he gives who, he says, who then is the faithful and wise servant? Whom his Lord has made ruler over his household. To give them meat. To give the members of the household meat or food. In due season. You see, and season there is not, you know what season is. It's kairos, isn't it? In due time, there's a meat. There's a meal for every house at every particular point in time. And that meal is given to the father of the house to give to the children of the house. And if they hearken to it, if they hear, if they hear what the father says, or if they hear what God says to the father to them, the meat that God has given to be given to them, they would not know defeat at all in their lives. That is why we are gathered here. To hear what God has to say. To know the meat that we have been given for the year 2017. Do you see? Those, those who 
heard what was said in 2016 and took it seriously had that showing in their lives. They had that showing in their lives. No matter the challenges that came, they had that demonstration, they had that showing forth. Those grace, grace is released. When the word of God is released like that, grace is released with it. And there's no need to struggle. It will carry you throughout the year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So if you are really a child of the house, I want you to open your ears and hear what God has to say to you. Okay? So that you may know what to wage the good warfare with. The word to wage your good warfare with. This is what is going to cause you to succeed. And do well. And build the various portions of your life that God wants you to build. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, are you ready? Let me, show you, let me show you quickly, okay? I have so much to share with you. I'm trusting the Holy Spirit to be able to share it briefly. So that as the days go by, we'll expand it some more for you, okay? Let's go to Micah. There's a, there's a book in the Bible called Micah. Some people call it Micah. Whatever it is, is in the Bible, isn't it? After Micah, you have Nahum. Nahum. Like some people call it. Micah chapter 4. I must read from verse 1. Are you there? Okay. Says, but in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountains. And it shall be exalted above the hills. And people shall flow into it. Let's go on. And many nations shall come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. And to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is he, why is he going to teach us of his ways? If you, if you read what we just read in verse 1. He says, In the last day shall come to pass that the, house of the, the mount of the house of the Lord shall be exalted above all the mountains that are around. In other words, the things of God, God's house will be... When he talks about mountains, he's talking about nations. And that we are a we are kingdom of nations. If you read in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9, he says that, But your chosen generation, a royal priesthood, Holy nation, isn't it? We are a nation unto God. We are, we are a holy nation unto God. And he says that the, in the last days, the mountain of God's house. Let's read from verse 1 once again. It's so nice. This same thing is written in Isaiah chapter 2. Okay? He says, but in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountains. It shall be established. The house of the Lord shall become established. In other words, <laughs> he says it shall be established in the top of the mountains and it shall be exalted above the hills. And people shall flow into it. Or flow into it. It shall be exalted above all the hills. All the establishments that you can never have. All the rulership that you can never have. Okay? All the things that were the, the in thing during some time ago. Some time ago. Will not be the in thing any longer. The house of God will be the in thing. That's what he's trying to say. Look at it. Look at the next thing. And many nations shall come. All these nations shall come and say... Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob. You see, so he's telling about the, he's telling that this mountain is actually the house, the, the house of Jacob. He's talking about uh, 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 Israel, not physical Israel, but the heavenly Israel. There are two kinds of Israel. There's the earthly Israel and there's the heavenly Israel. We belong to the heavenly Israel. Hallelujah. And he will teach us. He says, come, on, come and let us go to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways. He will show us his ways. And we will walk in his paths. He will show us his ways and we will walk in his paths. In other words, his ways are actually going to be what the tools that are needed, the necessary requirements for life. 
So everybody will come and say that, teach us. Let's, we want to know what is making you succeed. We want to know what is causing you to do so well. You see, because all those who are linked to the hands of God are the ones who will be doing so very well. And because of that, everybody will come. He says, all the mountains, all the people, all the nations of the earth will come and come and ask. What is it that you are doing? I want you to show us your ways. Show us the ways of the Lord. Teach us. He says, and he will teach us of his ways and will walk in his path. For the, for the Lord shall go forth out of Zion. The word law means law. The, the word of God. He says, the word of God shall go out of Zion. It shall flow out of Zion. Zion is the heavenly Jerusalem, isn't it? It says, it shall flow out of Zion. And the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. The word of the Lord shall go from Jerusalem. Shall go from the house of the Lord to the ends of the earth. Because that is what is causing... Everybody realize that the word of God is what is causing people to succeed. And everybody would want to identify with the word of God. They would want to identify with God and his word. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. Just some few days ago, I shared concerning, right here in this place, concerning tools for success. And I spoke about the relationship that the word of God has with your success. The relationship that the Holy Spirit has with your success. The relationship that the name of Jesus has with your success. The fact that these things are not estranged from our lives. A lot of people think that the word of God is nothing. It doesn't do much. It is everything. It is everything. Knowing what it says, it makes all the difference. Yeah. It will transform your life. It will change your mind. It will change the way you look at life. Yeah. You see, God seeks to change your mindset. That's what He seeks to do. He seeks to change your mind so that you can change your world. Yeah. And that's what, it says. that's what is going to be happening in the last days. Look at us. Almost all of, everybody here is young. Everybody here is young. Why are we not in a disco? Yesterday we were, said, we were with a certain man and he said that I, I wish I had taken the Lord seriously at your age. That's what he said. I wish I had taken the Lord seriously at your age. When I was your age, I was with the disco. But you see, as the latter days keep progressing, young people are now being found in the house of the Lord. As, they, as the months go by, more young people will find themselves in the house of the Lord. Do I identify? Because we'll see that ah, it's like you are young but you are doing well. You are young but you are flowing. You are doing, your life is different. Your thought pattern is different. There's some wisdom um, implanted in your spirit. Uh, you are talking, you're on the, you are in the same class, but it's like you are 10 years ahead of him. You are in the same class, but it's like you are 20 years ahead of him. What, are you, what is your secret? What is going on? And you shall say unto him, come and let us go unto the mountain of the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Go to the next verse. Go to verse 3. Then he says, and he shall judge among many people and rebuke strong nations afar off. And they shall be their souls into plowshares. And they are spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up a sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war anymore. This, this ultimately was going to happen when Jesus comes. Everything is going to change. There wouldn't be war anymore. There wouldn't be hunger anymore. Everything will cease. All those things will cease. There will just be joy and glory and righteousness and peace. That's what is going to happen. That is the ultimate consummation of the kingdom, of the, of the revelation of the kingdom of God. That is going to show. Are you following me? I hope you are not lost. How many of you are following what I'm saying? Wow, that's powerful. Go to verse, verse 4. But they shall sit every man under his vine and under his fig tree, and none shall make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to see verse 5. What I really want you to see is in verse 5, okay? You see, verse 5 shows us what will be done, what the people of God will do that will cause what he said in verse 1 and verse 2 to come to pass. Do you see? Are you following me? Yes. If you read the message version, he, he talks about meanwhile. Go, go to message if you have the message version. You see, after talking, he says, meanwhile, in other words, in the present. The last days began the day the Holy Spirit was, was poured himself out. 
Okay, in the book of Acts. On the day of Pentecost. That was when the last days began. So these are things that are actually happening. Okay? But it shows you what the people of God will do to make what God has said come to pass. Because when God says, man must also do what he's supposed to do. God's word always functions with man. Without man, what God has said will not come to pass. Amazingly. As much as we need God, God also needs us. We've never thought about that, that other side. Every time we think about the other side, I can't do anything without God. But, but the other side is also true. God can't do what he wants to do in the earth without a man. So he shows you how and what we will be doing or what will be happening with us. You see, he shows us the tool to use or what, how to function for all that he has said to come to pass. Okay? So go back to the King James. I just wanted to show you that, that this is what will be happening. He says, for all people will walk everyone in the name of his God. All people. All people. Say all people. All, people. all the people of the earth will be walking in the name of their God. They are God's many and they are Lord's many. As the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 8. He says that they are God's many and they are Lord's what? Many. There are different gods. Tigari is there. Antwa is there. Gamalin 20 is there. <laughs> what are the names that you know? Nogopo is there. Saliko. Saliko is not one of them. <laughs> what do you know? Which ones do you know? Antwa. I've mentioned Antwa already. Very wild names, isn't it? He says, for this, this is First Corinthians chapter eight verse five it says, "For though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many, so there are many gods and there are many lords." Okay, they are there. He says, "Meanwhile, in the time being, in the last days, every man before Christ comes, and before everybody's plush, uh, everybody's sword is beaten into being a plushhead, okay, and all those things, and all the peace comes, every man will be walking." He says, for all people will walk everyone in the name of his God. In other words, all those who are on God will strengthen themselves with what they have. I say again. They will strengthen themselves with what they have. Listen, there's not everybody walking around who is ordinary. Not, not everybody is walking around just like that. The job you are going to seek for, someone is coming to seek it with Andrew's help. Another person is coming to, yeah, to seek it with Nogopo's help. Another one is coming to seek it with Freemason's help. Another person is coming with another kind of help. Everybody is walking in the name of his God. They know the name they mention in the bathroom before they come out. When you go for the interview, they enter, they will say, well, I'll be back. So they enter the, the bathroom and then they start talking. I'm serious. And it works for them. It works for them because they know they are God. And they've decided to walk in the name of their God. They know it. They know it. They know that Antwa will work for them. They know Antwa's past, so it will work for them. Are you listening to me at all? Listen, everybody, it's either the person is for God or it's not for God. Yeah. Young people are looking for soccer all over the place. They're looking for sharp ways, quick ways of making it. There's a God they're attending to. There's someone they are, they are cutting, you know, and pouring blood. On different idols to get something out of that, that thing. Yeah, it says every, for all people, all people will walk everyone in the name of his God. Then he goes on to say, and we, 
Say and we. And we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. We will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. So as they walk in the name of their God, we also walk in the name of our Lord God. Hallelujah. But so what is he talking about? I want to explain this thing to you. Can I explain it to you? Because this is, this is, the, this is the key. This is, this is the focus around which every single thing ran, r- runs around. You know? Everything is around this particular thing. Hallelujah. So what is he talking about? He says, but, and we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. <laughs> we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. As they walk in the, in the name of their gods, we will also walk in the name of our God. You see, our God, our Lord is, is a capital letter. <laughs> the capital letter. Yes, it's in a small letter. Said, this, these are two different individuals all together. So who, what is the name of the Lord? You see, because he's saying that, and we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever. What is the name? The first question that comes about is what is the name of the Lord? What is, even, what is the meaning of a name? Okay, the Greek word for name is onoma. O-N-O-M-A. And when, when we say name, there are two things in, in mind. There are two things that are communicated. The first thing, give me some time to explain it to you very well, okay? It's almost 12, isn't it? Give me some time to explain it to you very well. Two things involved. The first thing has to do with authority, okay? Authority. If you are in a secondary school and the headmaster sends you to go and call a teacher from the classroom, when you go, what do you say? The headmaster says I should come and say the headmaster says I should come and call you. What do you suppose? You will leave everything and come. Why? Because the headmaster, he's the head of all the masters. Yeah. Is it true? Yeah. Yes. So the, the name carries when we mention name, authority is what is is in view. Apart from authority, the other thing is character. You see, there are several Johns in this world, isn't it? Yeah. There are several Johns in this world. We have John Mahama, we have John Jerry Rollins, we have John Alan German, we have John Atameos, we have so many Johns, isn't it? But they all have different characters. Everybody's different. Is it true? Everybody, they are not the same, they are different. We have John Opoku. So when you mention John, the next question is which of them are you talking about? Then you begin to, John Cena is there. <laughs> you begin to define. You see, the way for us to find out which John you are talking about is the character that follows that particular name. Because there are several names, several of them. Doesn't make sense. So when we talk about a name, we are talking about authority and we are talking about character. I want us to major on authority now. Okay? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I said, what is the name of our Lord? What is the name of this Lord that is? So he says, and we will walk in the name of the Lord our God. Who is this, who is this Lord our God? This is the name in which David functioned. When David met Goliath, Goliath said that, listen, I will pluck your head off. Okay? That was what, David, that was what Goliath said. And David said that, you, you come against me with your sword, with spear, with all these things, but I come against you in the name of the Lord. God of Israel. The captain of the host of Israel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David was was walking in the name of his God. Are you seeing it? So what is the name of our God? Can I show it to you? Go to Acts chapter 4. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 4. 2017. (laughs) 
Hallelujah. Sit down for a moment. Just for a moment, okay? Acts chapter 2. Let's read from verse 36. Acts chapter 2, rather. Acts chapter 2 from verse 36. This is, this is, I want to, I want to, I just want to cut things short, short for you, okay? This is Peter talking. Peter is, Peter, Peter had just had ex, the experience of the Holy Spirit and, um, a lot of what come and we're saying that these guys are drunk and he stood with boldness and began to preach. He spoke and spoke and at the end of the speech, 3,000 people gave their lives to Christ. Now, at this point, after he has spoken to a, to a point, he said, therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made that same Jesus. Whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. He has made both Lord and Christ. What is the name of the Lord? What is the name of the Lord? Maybe it's still not clear for you. Let me show you. Go to Matthew chapter 28. Okay? Let's read from verse 18. Jesus came and said that all authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and what? And preach... And what? Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Is it true? He said, look at it. Look at it. He says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name, right? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. We know that this, these three individuals make up the Godhead. Is it true? Is it true? Okay. Jesus didn't say, go and go baptizing them in the names. Of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. He said in the name. That is singular. It means that the Godhead has one name. That makes sense. They have one name. There's only one name that the Godhead has. Hallelujah. Now, so he said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. So how did he, how was the baptism being done? What was the name that baptizing them in? Go to Acts chapter 19. Let's read from verse 1. So we understand even better. Okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 19 from verse 1. I have more than 500 scriptures to go to you. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast came to Ephesus. And finding certain disciples, you know, Paul, Paul, Paul was preaching and then he got to a place called Ephesus. He found some people and he, he asked them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said that we have not even heard of any Holy Spirit. Then Paul asked them, to, unto what then? Were you baptized? That, that's the next thing. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. They had heard about John's baptism. Then Paul explained to them what John's baptism did. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. Okay? Look at the next thing. Look at what happened next. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of who? In the name of who? In the name of who? In the name of the Lord Jesus. So what is the name of the Lord? Jesus. What is the name of the Lord? Jesus. The Bible says that he has been made both Lord and Christ. He has been made both Lord and Christ. He is the Lord. So in Micah chapter 4, okay, verse 5, it says, where it says that we shall walk in the name of our Lord God. Isn't it? That's what he says. But we shall walk, and we shall walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. What is the name of the Lord our God? Jesus. What is the name of the Lord our God? Jesus. So, 2017. 2017. Listen to me carefully. 
is our year. It's our year. Listen to me very carefully. I want you to listen, okay? It's our year of walking in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Happy New Year in Kumasa. Happy New Year. 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 Happy New Year, mommy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. What's up on the Happy New Year? Happy New Year. 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 Glory! Glory! Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, kindly take your seat for just a moment. Let me explain it to you very well. So that you can shout very, very well. Okay? Are you following me? I want to explain it to you very well. So that you can shout very, very well. Hallelujah. Hmm. The name of Jesus is the name of the Lord. That's the name of the Lord. The name of Jesus is the name of the Lord. And whilst others are walking in the name of their God, we walk in the name of Jesus. We walk in the name of Jesus. Now, to walk means to have your, your life, to live your life. That's what it means. It means to live your life. Okay? The Bible says that whatsoever you do in word or in deed, that's in Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. Listen to me very carefully. Colossians 3, verse 17. It says, And whatsoever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of Jesus. Do all in the name. You see, and he always attaches the, the, the word Lord to it. Because he knows what he's talking about. When he talks about Lord, Lord, Lord communicates supremacy, it communicates dominion. Power, authority, influence. Okay? That's what he communicates. He says, And whatsoever I do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. So, what is this name? What is this name that we are going to be walking in? How are we going to do the walking? Can I explain it to you now? Hmm. These are some of the only few times I make notes, actually. I've made notes. Can you imagine? <laughs> Hallelujah. The name of Jesus. I said to be walking in the name of Jesus. What is this name? What is this name? This name is the highest name that you can ever have anywhere. Anywhere. It's the highest. You see, when you mention the queen's name, She's known. The queen is known, isn't it? If you mention Otunfo, 
Otufo is known. If you mention Mahama, Mahama is the most known man in, in Ghana. He's the president of our country. He's known more than any other person. He has a name in the country. And his name is not just a name. His name is not like a jackal's name. His name is not like any other actor's or actress's name. His name has a certain authority. Yes, he can do certain things. He has constitutional rights to exercise as a president. That's, that's, that's what backs his name. The name of Jesus is higher. Jesus has, has received the highest name that you can never think about. The highest title that you can never think about. Hallelujah. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. Let's read from verse 15. Okay? Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 15. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's my year of walking in the name of the Lord Jesus. It's my year of walking in the name. I don't care what they are doing out there. I know I know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> hallelujah. It says, wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, cease not to, to, to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. So Paul is talking about the prayer. Paul prayed a lot of prayers. But these are prayers that the Spirit of God actually wanted us to hear. Paul didn't pray only this prayer. There were other prayers that he was praying. But this was what the Spirit of God decided to choose for us to hear. And for us to learn from because of what he communicates. Okay? He says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. This is, I, I'm praying that he may, he, may, he may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge. And, uh, the word revelation is apocalypse. an opening, an unveiling. Knowledge that goes beyond the mind. Knowledge that is revealed to your spirit. Knowledge that is revealed to your heart. For you to understand. You see, the word of God cannot be understood, understood with the mind. Even though it comes to the mind because your mind is a door to your spirit. The word of God must minister to your mind. Then it, the, the ultimate uh, 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 destination of the word of God is your heart. That's where it's supposed to, it's supposed to fall. Okay? So he says, I pray that you may, you may, have, you may receive the sort of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding, you see, that is, that, is, that is really what he's talking about. The eyes of your heart, your dianoia, your imagination, may be enlightened, may be flooded with light. Okay? That you may know what's the hope of his calling. When that happens, then you know the hope of his calling. You, you may never understand Christianity until the eyes of your understanding is enlightened. You may never understand what is going on. You may never, never understand why people are shouting, why all these things are happening. You may never understand until you have an unveiling, and I pray for an unveiling for you. It says that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Then verse 19 says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power? You see, he's talking about the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead. He says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what? Who believe? The power of God stores us for us and in us. That same power which we wrought in Christ is when he raised it from the dead. Is in us. But until there's an unveiling of, of, of the word of God to you, you may not know, you may not understand it. Do you see? Then he says that this power which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, he, raised, he, just, he didn't just raise him from the dead, but he set him. He raised him and set him. Okay? In heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name. And every name, that is named not only in this world, but in that which is to come. In other words, Jesus' position, his title is higher than any other title that can ever be conferred, bestowed or, or acquired in any realm. Any realm. Heaven, earth, under the earth. 
yesterday, today, forever. He has the highest title. Highest. Nobody can confess, no title can be confessed that is greater than this title. Than the title in the name of Jesus. Or the title that the name of Jesus holds. There's no authority. Nobody can. Listen, his, his authority, the authority that he has, goes beyond everything that you can imagine. Are you listening to me? That is the name that he has obtained. He has the highest. He, says, he has been given a name that it says every name is set above every name that is named. Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Hallelujah. He has the highest name. Highest. Highest. No government can, can, can come close. The American presidency is powerful. It cannot be compared to this presidency. Are you listening to me? I want us to see. You see, there are different ways that a man can obtain a name. Different ways. Different ways. Obtain. Do you understand when I say a name? I said it communicates with authority, isn't it? Authority. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you don't understand authority, wait until the, the queen knights you as a say. Okay? Or wait until uh, the, the president of the country gives you a ministerial appointment. No matter how your face looks, everybody will start calling you honorable. <laughs> Everything changes. People start saluting you. All those who don't respect you start respecting you. Why? Because a decree has been made. By someone who has a certain kind of authority. A decree. He just said a word. I've made him minister. And hands over a certain whatever. Round thing. With papers inside. That you are now the new minister of uh, lakes and stars. Rocks and sun. And then you become the minister of lakes and stars. Rocks and sun in the country. Hallelujah. Just like that. In a split second. Everything changes. Hallelujah. So I said, Jesus has been given a name that is higher than every name. And I said, there are various ways. There are three different ways by which a man can obtain a name. Can obtain a title. Can obtain influence. Okay? Three ways. The first one is by... By being bestowed. Okay? The title can be bestowed upon you. Bestowal or conferment. It can be conferred upon you. Do you see? It can be conferred upon you. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? I'm explaining to you what the year is about. Okay? So that you can have a good understanding. You see, the Bible says to praise with understanding. Have you ever heard it before? It says you should praise with understanding. That is different from praising with the understanding. To praise with the understanding means to praise in a language that you understand. Okay? If he, if he expects us to praise with understanding, that means that he expects us to do every single thing with understanding. Is it true? You can pray with understanding and you can pray with the understanding. These are two different things altogether. These are two, thing, two different things. If, if you are praying with understanding, it means that you, are pray, you understand what is going on. You understand what you are doing. And you know the result of what you are doing. You are praying with understanding. To pray with the understanding means to pray in the language that you can understand. Doesn't make sense. But to pray with understanding means to pray knowing exactly what you are doing. And when you know, there's nothing like someone who knows exactly what he's doing. The difference between Christians, okay, who are doing well and those who are not doing well is knowledge. Knowledge. For the lack of knowledge, my people, what? If there's no revelation knowledge, you will have trouble. 
That is why I'm, I'm explaining these things to you. So that you know exactly what is going on. So when you use the name of Jesus, you know exactly what you're talking about. You know exactly what you're talking about. You are not remiss concerning it. You know, there are those who mention Jesus, 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 and nothing happens. There are those who are sleeping and someone, someone's come to press their neck and they're saying, Then they do Jesus and then they come out of the, hey, he nearly died. You see, their understanding is different. They, understand, they, they don't have clear understanding concerning certain things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I said it can, a name can be, can be obtained. You can obtain a name. How do you think the Queen of England obtained her name? How did she obtain her name? Who doesn't know the Queen of England? Who doesn't? Everybody knows, isn't it? Is it true? So a name can be, can be obtained by conferment. It can be conferred upon you. They can call you and confer upon you. Just like they do with the ministers. They can call you ordinary guys. Then they conferred upon them. Or it can be bestowed. That's what it means. To bestow or to confirm. Okay? And then it can also, a name can be, can be received. A man can have a name through achievements, a conquest, an achievement. The person has achieved something. Because of his achievement, he's given a name. For instance, you know Mark Zuckerberg, don't you? Yeah. How many of you know Zuckerberg? How many of you know Steve Jobs? Why do we know Steve Jobs? Because of what he has done, isn't it? Is it true? Because he did something. And when he did that thing, he became famous. That thing was serving humanity to the extent that everybody had to get to know who he, who he was. How many of you know Ford? We know, we know Ford. Not Harrison Ford. Ford, the, the car maker. Henry Ford. Yeah, we know him, isn't it? He made car popular for everybody to drive. And brought it the way we see it now. Cars were not the way we are seeing it now. It was different before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is it true? Yeah. Mother Teresa. How many of you have heard of Mother Teresa? Mother Teresa did certain things. They are, these are people who achieved greatness okay, by virtue of their conquest. Something that they did. Okay? Then the third way of getting an, 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 a name is by inheritance. You can inherit it. You can be born. If a, if a child is born into the, the house of a king. I mean, the guy is popular. Prince Charles is popular. You know Prince Charles because he was born in the house of the queen. Is it true? He doesn't have to do anything. Nothing. By inheritance. As soon as he is born. Yes. Even their birth is remarkable. Their birth is announced by the whole of the world. BBC announces it. Al Jazeera announces it. We keep... We, listen, maybe you don't know. You don't understand monarch, monarch system. But every single move. Okay. Is, is, is under close watch of the country. Everybody's watching. It's news. If you go to the mall in a, in, a, in a simple shirt, it's news. You'll be shocked. Because he's born great. So, three means, right? By confinement or bestowal, by conquest, or a great achievement, and then by what? By inheritance. Jesus achieved his greatness by all of these. Are you here? 
I said Jesus obtained his name, his great name, by all of these three means. He achieved his name through conquest, through bestowal, and through inheritance. I want us to examine them briefly so we understand it very well. Okay? Can we do it? Are you sure? Speak in tongues for just a few seconds. Hmm. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we give you glory. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Oh, hallelujah. So let's pick, let's pick one of them. Let's pick by bestowal. Okay, or by confinement. How did Jesus obtain that high name? By bestowal or by, by confinement. You know, sometimes the queen will look around and see someone who is doing something extraordinary and call him and knight the person. Make the person a say. Say Makafui or say, have you heard of say Sam Jonah? Extraordinary things that the person is doing wild things. So she decides to confer that title upon the person. Okay? Someone can be made a duke or something. I don't know if you know about these things. Yeah, someone can be given a name. Or Sajafo. Okay? A Lord. Something. By bestowal. How did Jesus obtain his greatness by bestowal? Let's look at it. It's in Philippians chapter 2. I want us to read from verse 5. Okay? Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5. Kola Bashad. He says, Let this man be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God. Now, Jesus was in the form of God. Jesus is God at once. <laughs> the Bible says that he's the express image of his person. By him all things persist and consist and exist. For all things came through him. For without him was nothing made that is made. He is God at once. He is called the eternal father. The prince of peace. The mighty God. That's who he is. That's Jesus. But he stripped himself. God says that who being in the form of God, touched not rubbish to be equal with God. He stripped himself of his Godhood. And came down. Look at the next thing. But made himself of no reputation. He came down and took upon him the form of a servant. And was made in the likeness of men. I mean for God to take on the likeness of a man is an extraordinary thing. For him to leave his Godhood and become like a man. God who is not limited. Becoming a man who is limited. God does not need to move. He does not need to know what is needed. He does not need to get out of this place to know what is going on in the next place. By virtue of his presence, he just sits at one place and knows everything. He knows everything. If he doesn't know everything, he's not God. He's called the omniscient one. That means he knows, he's all knowing. He knows everything happening at the same time, everywhere. Jesus took that away and became a man who knew only things that he could see and hear and touch. Why? Because he wanted to do something for humanity. You see, Jesus stooped so low because he wanted to do something for man. The Godhead wanted to do something for man. They wanted to take man out of sin and bring him into light. And for that to happen, Jesus, the word of God, you see, he was not called Jesus before. He was the word of God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God. Isn't it? The Bible says he was with God in the beginning. Through him were all things made. And nothing was made without him. That is made. In him, life lay. In him, he is the origin of life. He is not 
the beginning of life. He is the one in whom life begins. You cannot define who he is. He is a self-existing God. Do you understand what I'm saying? But he took all of that away so that he can become a man so that he can save men. So the Bible says that, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Look at the next thing. And being found in fashion as a man, he even he humbled himself even further and became obedient unto the death. Even the death unto death. Even the death of the cross. He humbled himself and humbled himself so that others can become something. He did all these things because of others. I see it. Look at Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa was doing things because of others. Because of that, everybody knows him. Everybody knows her. Is it true? Who doesn't know Bill Gates? Bill Gates, he abandoned school. Okay? To do things concerning computer. Why? Because he wanted to serve humanity. And because of that, we know him. All these people are people who did things. They, they forsook something that everybody was looking for. And did something that nobody wanted to do. Just because they wanted to serve humanity. And because of that, they have a name. Jesus, the Bible says that when he came on earth, he did nothing for himself. Jesus did not function in selfishness. He didn't act even once on his own, by himself, for himself. Not at all. Everything he did was because of others. In Acts 10, verse 38, the Bible says that how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If you don't understand, you can say Jesus 100 million times. Nothing will happen. It's by revelation. Tell me about it's by revelation. And the revelation is what is coming to you now. If you understand what he's saying, you can do all things in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's, you, you, extraordinary feats can only be achieved through the name of Jesus. Through the name of the Lord. You remember what I said about David? David did what he did through the name of the Lord. That's what he did. Okay? How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. The Bible says, Who went about doing what? Good. He was doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. He was doing good. That's all he came to do. He came to do good. Never in Israel had they seen any man's eye, any blind eye open. Never. They had never seen it. Moses couldn't even do that. They, they had never seen it. Elijah couldn't do that. Elijah couldn't do that. They had never seen it. Blind eyes open, crippled legs walking. I mean, on a consistent basis. Jesus functioned three years. He functioned in ministry just three years. And the Bible says that all that he did cannot be documented in a book. If the documents in the book, the whole world cannot contain the books that will be written concerning it. What he did in the series of three years cannot be contained by the whole world. That's what John says. In John chapter 20, that's what he says. He says, if we were to call document, the whole world cannot contain. But we have documented this so that you might believe. That's what John said in John chapter 20, 21, right? Yeah, that's what John said. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He, did, he, he never had seen a man whose hand had withered being coming out like that. I, that not, never. It had never happened. It had never happened. Hospitals had to, had to go on suspension. Because Jesus would go for a meeting and everybody in the meeting would be healed. Never had they seen anything. They even mentioned, they said that never a man spake like this man. Never a man did these things in Israel. It has never happened. That's what he came to do. Why did he come to do that? He came to do it because of man. He came to help humanity. And because of that, because he took everything away. Look at John chapter 21 verse 25. And there are also many other things which Jesus did. That which if they should be written, everyone 
I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books. That should be written. Amen. Amen. Look at the next thing. But these are written. Is there the next one? Or oh, this is the last one? This is the last one. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They, the world cannot contain. He did so many things. So many things. In that three years, he did so many things. It's not just turning water into wine. He didn't just walk on water. He did more than that. More than that. And after doing all that, in order to serve humanity even further, he decided to die. He had to die. He didn't die because of himself. He died because of you and I. He died. Listen, will you, in your, in your natural state, decide on your own to go and go and die for some people somewhere? Will you do that? Look at how comfortable you are. When you hear that someone is being bombed in Syria, if they show Aleppo, do you even think about them? You don't, it takes God to think about them. You don't think about them. Is it true? Oh, I'm lying. When was the last time you fell on your knees and said, God, I'm praying for Aleppo? You've never done it. But Aleppo has been born for years. But you've never done it. But God could not sit and watch. So he had to take everything off. Limit himself. Okay? Limit himself. Jesus was subject to the feelings of man. Jesus was thirsty at different times. He was hungry at different times. He was tired at different times. He wept and slept. God was weeping and sleeping. God was tired. Why? Because of others. If you want to achieve greatness, eh, one of the major ways is to do things for man, for human beings. On the masses, on the mass. You'll be surprised at how your name will be. Go to Philippians chapter 2 where we're reading. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Tell anybody, he's working it small, small. Pay attention. Alright. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross. The death of the cross was the most shameful of all. Most shameful of all. Most shameful of all deaths ever. Nobody can die like that in our time. Because that, it was the lowest of all criminals who were crucified like that. The lowest. He had not done any crime. The Bible says that he did no sin. He was tempted in all points, but he, 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 he did no sin. Not even one. He asked them for what? I've, I've healed so many people. Which one of them are you, are you arresting me for? The same hands that touched the sick and healed them. They, 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 they arrested that hand. Uh, Jesus was full of power and was walking on earth. When they came to him, he asked them, he asked them who, who do you seek for? Then he said that, we are looking for Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth. Then he said, I am he. When he said, I am he, they went back. All the soldiers went back and fell to the ground. Just by saying, I am. You see, he said, I am. I am he. When he said that, he went back and fell to the ground. Read your Bible very carefully. You see it. And they stood up and arrested him anyway. They were bent on arresting him. Stubborn guys. Peter got angry. He took out a sword and chopped off someone's ears. And Jesus split their ears and slapped it back. And the ears stuck again. Yet they arrested him. (laughs) He went to the cross. Go to Isaiah 53. Can I show it to you? From verse 1. The most shameful of all deaths. My Jesus. Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Verse 2. For he shall grow before him as a tender plant and as a root out of, out of a dry ground. He has no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire. He was beaten to the extent that you could not, he was beyond recognition. You could not recognize him. Hallelujah. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. 
He was beaten, broken, and battered. Jesus was not crucified with a cloth around him. He was crucified naked. He didn't. He wasn't wearing anything. Why? Because of you and I. He was put to shame so that you will never be put to shame in your life. That is why he came. He came so that you might become something. Isn't that amazing? No man has ever done that. Nobody, nobody has ever done that. Living a selfless life. A life of love. From beginning to end. Look at the next thing. Verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs. He has borne our, all our griefs was put on him. All, all the griefs that you can ever think about was put on him. And carried our sorrows. Every sorrow was put on him. Yet we did esteem stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Continue. Verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. They wounded him. Because he, has done, he, had, he had not done anything. He, done, he had done nothing wrong. And he was going through all that. Because of who? Because of you and I. He came so that we might become something. That is why he came. And because of the way he acted. Because of his self-emptying of his godhood. And the way he came down to come and become a servant. And humble himself to be a man. And die the most shameful of all deaths of man. No man is crucified naked like that. In our time. It doesn't happen. They are rights. Even of a dying man. They are rights. But he died a shameful death. He was hanged by, 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 by the, in the section of the, of, the, of, the, of the town. Where everybody could see him. Everybody passing by could see him. And so many people used that place. That they had to write the, the, the writing on the placard. In three different languages. Three different, so that everybody can read. So if you are passing by and you are French, you see it. If you are passing by and you are English, you see everything. Hallelujah. Put to shame because of you. And because of that, there's a name that has been bestowed upon him. Look at it. Go to Isaiah, uh, Philippians chapter 2. Oh, hallelujah. Are you here? Ask your neighbor, are you here? What did he say? <laughs> The Bible says that because of all these things, you see, wherefore means because of the above. Wherefore, God has highly exalted him because of what they did. God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. You see, the key is that God has also highly exalted him and given him. This name, this title was always there in the heavenlies. It was always there. It was a title that was hanging. Nobody could take that title. Jesus came and took that title. God gave him that title. So God decided to give him a title. You are the most exalted person ever. He says, wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Why? Why should every knee bow? Because he humbled himself unto death. He went to the death that nobody would want to go through. Therefore, God had to confer upon him and bestow upon him a name that is above every other name. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it? Then the next thing is his name. The name. This is the name that he has by virtue of his life and death. Now, there's a name that he obtained by virtue of his conquest. By achievement. What he achieved in hell. When he died, he went to hell. Is it true? Yeah. Bible says that, what is it? that he descended lower to the lower part. He went to hell. Why could Jesus go to hell? Because he had been made sin. The Bible says that he was made sin who knew no sin. That was why he could go to hell. So he went down to the lower part. And when he went down to the lower part, he did something down there. And whilst he was doing it, when God saw what he was doing, God decided that listen, this guy, this guy has achieved the greatness. He has done everything. 
He has done everything. So he gave him another name. Can we look at that? Yeah. Go to Ephesians chapter, chapter 1. Let's read from verse 21 so that it makes more sense. It makes, I mean, we can just read it quickly. Okay? Can you read it to me? One, two, go. Let's read from verse 20 so it makes more sense. Read from verse 20. One, two, go. Above all principality and power and, dom- and dominion. The Bible says that he has been set above all these principalities and all these power and might and dominion. How, did he, how was he set over them? He was set over them because he beat them. There was a fight, an actual fight in hell in the lower past. There was. Go to Colossians chapter 2. Let's read from verse 13. Okay, Colossians 2 from verse 13. He says, And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, has he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses? Oh, continue. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. He did all this for you. Verse 15. And having spoiled. Now, the word spoiled means to beat and to take the ammunition off. It's an ancient word. It means to beat. Do you understand beat? And then they say that we know, we know who you are. We know that you are, the, you are the son of God. And the Bible says you rebuke them and shut them up. Why? Because they wanted to accuse him that he was using his godhood. But he, wanted, he, he wasn't using that power. That's what the power was using. He was using the power of the son of man. He was using the power of the son of man. That's why he was always shout, shouting them up. Keep quiet. But on a certain day when he wanted to find out what the disciples thought, he said, who am I? Who do men say that I am? When Peter said that thou art the Christ, he said that flesh and blood cannot reveal this to you. It is my Father in heaven, he has revealed this to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at the ESV. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in, in him. He put them to open shame. He beat the devil. This devil that some people say that he's chasing. And he's chasing them. Some, you meet some Christians. What's happening to you? Tell them they will be wild guys. They chase me all over the place. I don't know what I could do plus myself. I don't, know, I, don't know what they, I don't know what will happen. Every time the sickness, he beats the devil. That same devil that we are talking about. Jesus caught him and beat him. Like a child. You see the way you can beat a child. You beat your son. And Jesus was not functioning with the, with the power of God. He was functioning with the power of man. Can you imagine? What an achievement. He beat him. Beat him and took... Listen, go to Revelation chapter 1. Go to Revelation chapter 1, verse, verse 12. Verse 18. Revelation 1, 18. Shala aske eveleri katono bayanda. I said he beat the devil. And took away every single thing. He took away all his power. All his authority. Every single thing that the, the devil had. The Bible says that if they had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If the, the principalities of this world had known... They would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They wouldn't have. Just I am here that liveth. Are you here at all? Just yeah. this is Jesus talking. If you have a good Bible, it's in, it's in letters. It's in red letters. If you read, let's read from verse, verse 17. So I even get it very well. And when I saw him, John is talking about when he saw Jesus. He says, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Yeah. I am he that liveth. And was dead. And he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. All the other gods are dead. And they are dead. 
I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and death. How did he get the keys? He beat the devil and took it away from him. That's why the devil cannot do anything against you. You see, that is why the Bible says that in his name, in the name of Jesus, we shall cast out devils. Why? Because, because he, he took the power. The devil is afraid. Just imagine someone who has beaten you before. And you hear the person coming. What will you do? No matter how much you have gymed. You know that your strength cannot be matched that person's strength. You run away when you hear the person coming. When you hear the person's name, you just say, oh, this, ask for this one. I'm not involved. I'm not involved in this one. You just go away. Is it true? Is it true? Yeah, you, you'll be afraid. The devil is afraid. He's afraid. He believes in Jesus more than you, some people do. The Bible says that you believe in God. The devil also. And even he believes and shakes. He believes and trembles. That's what happens when he hears the name of Jesus. He trembles. He trembles. He trembles like that. He'll just be shaking like that. Hallelujah. Because Jesus beat him. And took away his, his powers. Took away. He, says he made a spoil of them. And made an open show of them. He displayed them. Listen. During those times. And when, when someone wins a war. He takes the king of that country. With the generals. And all the people of the men of influence. And bring them to his country. And when he's coming. Okay. He, he ties them to his, his chariots. Sometimes the, the king will be tied to the chariot. And will be, will be, will be scratched on the floor. That's what they, they used to do. Or you drag him on the floor. Through the whole city. And people, all the people in the city will be standing in their, in their balconies and looking on. And throwing or pelting stones or pelting tomatoes or onions or eggs. Rotten eggs to the guy, to the king. Making him useless. That is what happened in the, in the heavenlies. God made him useless. Jesus made him useless. He made him useless. And when he, as he was doing that. Okay. God said, this is too much. You do all. Nobody can do this. So he gave him a name. He set him. He gave him another name. Listen now. The first one is what causes Jesus to have authority on the earth. The Bible says that he has been given a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every name should bow. Of beings in heaven. Of beings on earth and of beings under the earth. Why are beings under the earth afraid of him? They are afraid of him because he's been there and he has beaten them. They know. I haven't read the Bible. If you read in Mark chapter 16. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to Mark chapter 16. Look at, look at how the, the, the Mark chapter 16 from verse 15. It's amazing. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Why? Because all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, isn't it? Says, Go preaching. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. All believing believers. He says, In my name. In my name, they shall cast out. They shall cast out what? They shall cast out devils. How can, why is that we can cast out devils? Because when Jesus did all that he did, he took us out of the, the dominion of the devil. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 12, he says that he took us out of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his dear son. He took us out of darkness and brought us into his marvelous light. And he gave us that authority. That all these guys, I've beaten them. You don't have a problem. Just mention my name. If they do wrong, say, hey, the guy who beat you will come home. And all of them will run away. He says, they, they shall cast out. They shall cast out. Dude, have you ever seen something being casted out before? When sh- a dog is trying to enter your house, you say, hey, get out. That, that is casting out. You are cast- get out. He says, they shall cast Devils are nothing. He says, they shall cast out devils. Why? Because he has done everything. He has done what he's supposed to be 
to done to be done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is what you said. That is what Jesus did. Say it again. That is what Jesus did. You know, the Bible mentions that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, isn't it? Against wicked spirits. But these are spirits that Jesus has overcome already. They are under our feet. We keep them there by the power of the Holy Ghost and in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The last one, the last one is by inheritance. You remember? By confinement or bestowal. By what? Achievement or conquest. That's what I just, I just said with you, isn't it? Then the last one is by inheritance. By inheritance. And I said, if a child born into the house of a king obtains that, that inheritance of a prince. Is it true? Now, Jesus was born by God on a certain day. I want us to look at it. Go to Hebrews chapter 1. Let me examine. Let's examine these things. Tell me about, we have to examine these things. We have to examine these things. Push your neighbor and say, we have to examine these things. Yeah. If we don't, but if we don't, we will not know what we are talking about this year. Because this year we are walking in the name of the Lord Jesus. We are walking in the name of the Lord Jesus. Say we are walking in the name of the Lord Jesus. We are doing everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whether it is heard or deed. Everything is in the name of the Lord Jesus. So we must understand. Push me say again and say we must understand. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 1, right? From verse 1. Let's read Hebrews chapter 1 from verse 1. To verse 6. Oh, Shada Avastele Kela Adamande. Vola Ashkistene Endolobolo. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Say Jesus. Jesus. The Lord of all lords. The owner of all things. <laughs> In heaven, on earth, under the earth. Everything is his. That is why in Matthew chapter 28, okay? Matthew chapter 28 from verse 18, he, he came and said that all authority, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. So go. Just go. Everything in heaven and earth is mine. Everything responds to me. So you can go. So as we move, we are moving because of his authority. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 1, right? From verse, from verse 1. God, who at sundry times, and in diverse manners, and, and in time past, God, who at sundry times, and in diverse manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us, by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things. You see, he's appointed him heir. Heir, the one to inherit all things. I see. By whom also he made the worlds. Verse 3. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself pledged and sat down at the right hand of majesty of the majesty on high. Verse 4. Being made so much better than, than the angels. And he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. By inheritance. Look at it. It says, as he has by inheritance obtained a, a more excellent, he has a more excellent name than any of the angels. The devil included. By inheritance. Look at the next thing. Verse 5. 
For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. So there was a day that he was begotten. And again, I will be to him the father, and he shall be to me a son. Verse 6. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he said, And let all the angels of God worship him. Look at verse 4 once again. Let's read from verse 4 once again. So I explain it to you. This is very important, okay? This is very, very important. I'm talking about inheritance, right? He says, Be made so much better than angels, and he has by inheritance. He has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. How did he obtain that more excellent name? By inheritance. How did he get the inheritance? Look at the next thing. The next thing shows us. Verse 5. For unto which of the angels said he, which of the angels did God say at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Since he said not that to none of the angels, but he said that to Jesus. When did God say, when did God beget Jesus? This inheritance is not before Jesus came into the world. Jesus could not have been begotten. Do you understand? The word begotten means to be born. He is not talking about the first birth of Christ. That is called the incarnation. That is the word of God becoming flesh. Okay? That is the first, the, the first begetting, if you like. But there is another begetting. Which is different from Jesus' birth. He is talking about what happened the day Jesus came out of the graves. Okay? And Paul explains it perfectly in Acts chapter 13. Go to Acts chapter 13 from verse 33. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. He says, God has fulfilled the same unto us, their children, in that he has raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second psalm. Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Have you seen it? He says, Thou art my son. This day have I what? So this, it was on a certain day, and that day is not the day that we celebrate as Christmas these days. He's not talking about that. Look at, he, he lets you, he says, God has fulfilled the same unto us children, in that he has raised up Jesus again. It was the day Jesus was raised up from the dead, by God. God was responsible for raising Jesus up from the dead. After Jesus had accomplished, had accomplished what he was supposed to accomplish in hell, God saw that his soul, he, he, had, he had suffered for sin already. And therefore, he needed to bring him out of the dead. And God brought him out of the dead through the Holy Spirit. Are you seeing it? God has fulfilled the same unto us, their children, in that he has raised up Jesus again, as is written in the second psalm. Thou art my son, this day, which day? The day that he raised him from the dead. This day have I begotten thee. Okay? Maybe you don't understand it very well. Go to Acts chapter 2. Peter was preaching a similar message. And he said it differently. Okay? Let's read from Acts chapter 2. Hallelujah. Let's read from verse, verse 20. Oh, okay, go to verse 26. So I cut it short for you. Therefore, this is, this is uh, a psalm that is being quoted by, 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 by Peter. Okay? He says, Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover, was also my flesh shall rest in hope. Verse 26, 7. Because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me. This is Psalm 16, okay? Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Verse 29. Then Peter begins to explain what he just said. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his, and his sepulchre is with us unto this day. Verse 30. He says, David is dead and gone. It's not David that, David was not talking about himself. Therefore, being a prophet, David was a prophet, and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. Verse 31. 
He seen this therefore, the, the, he seen this before, speak of the resurrection of Christ. That his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. Are you seeing it? Yeah. Look at this Jesus has God raised up, whereof we all are witnesses. And Paul was talking about a similar thing in Acts chapter 13, and quoted that thing that this day, that had my, 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 my son, my, my beloved son, this day have I begot, this day have I given birth to you. That day that Jesus came out of the grave and was raised from the dead, that day God pronounced that particular statement. He, just, he said that, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. This day have I begotten from the dead. That's what he's saying. You understand? And that day, he received by inheritance a higher name. A more excellent name. So Jesus fulfills all the three. He could have done it through one. But he fulfilled it through all the three things that you can ever think about. So that there would not be any mistake anywhere. Why did he do all these things? Because of you and I. Because of you and I. Listen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All authority in heaven and on earth and, in, and under the earth has been vested. All that Jesus did. The name of Jesus contains the achievements of Jesus. The name of Jesus contains the power of God. Okay? Everything that you can ever think about that Jesus came to do is contained in his name. And when he did all that, he gave his name to us. As an inheritance. There was a day someone wanted to cast out the devil. Seven guys, actually. Seven sons of Sceva. They tried to cast out the devil. And they said that, We adore you. I could have made a very short message. I could have preached for 30 minutes. And stop. But that's what God asked me to do. That is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because, listen, listen to me. Uh, I may not say it, thou say the Lord, but I'm a prophet of God. I may not say it, but I am. Tomorrow morning, maybe you don't know. I don't know whether the person is here or watching us by live streaming. Tomorrow morning, you, there will be a demand laid on you because of what you're hearing right now. This is, okay, this morning, today, there will be a demand. Something is going to happen and you will need the name. Not just this word. You need what I'm saying right now. To be able to, whatever you do will not work. Until you use that name. Yongi Cho was struggling at, uh, in, in Japan at a certain point in his life. He went to Japan to go and preach the gospel. And in the hotel which, which, uh, in which he was, he felt demons come upon him. You know, Japan is a very highly, high demonic area. Okay, Japan. You go and find out. You can find out, you see. And a lot of demons came upon him. He, he was depressed, oppressed, perplexed. I mean, all the place. It was just... And as, as he was feeling terrible, almost like that, he, he felt like he was going to die because he was, he was actually going to die. They, were, they wanted to kill him. Sometimes you, don't, you can't explain why someone died. They wanted to kill him. And as he was just going down and going down and going down, that's what God told him, use the name of Jesus. If he didn't understand the name of Jesus, he couldn't have used it. Listen, some people have died saying Jesus, Jesus, they still died. Why? Because you don't understand what I'm talking about. I'm not saying death is going to come to somebody. That's what I'm saying. But something is going to come to somebody. And you will need the name of Jesus to succeed. He, Yongicho did everything he could. He knew from the word it wasn't happening. Until the Holy Spirit whispered to him, use the name of Jesus. Use the name of Jesus. And he said, as simple as it was, in the, in the name of Jesus, get out of this room. And within a split second, he became fine. Everything became okay. He went out to go and preach. And everything worked. 
Why? Because of the understanding that he had. Okay? Jesus achieved all that for you and I. After getting this high name and everything, he gave that name as an inheritance to you and I. That's what he did. He gave that as an inheritance to you and I. And before Jesus, that Jesus started talking about it, Jesus started talking about what his name would do for us. He started talking about it. Because he knew what he was going to do. Jesus always knew what he was going to do. He knew what was going to happen. He knew what he was going to do. So in, let's look at John chapter 14. How, how, we, I said we've inherited that name, isn't it? These seven sons of Sceva wanted to use that name. They said that in the name of Jesus Christ, whom Paul preaches, we adjure you. They were trying to cast out the devil. We adjure you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom, whom Paul preaches. And the demons replied and said to him, Jesus I know. And Paul I know, but who are you? They didn't have any right to use that name. The way you get a right to use the name is by being born again. When you, the, the way to use the name of Jesus is not by, it's not by your faith. It has nothing to do with your faith. It's actually a matter of authority. They all know. They all know what he has done. Oh, every demon knows. They all know. They need to know whether you know it. Do you know it? They want to know. That's why when we say, out, then they'll be shaking. Men call. They want to know whether you know what you are talking about. Do you understand? They know it more. They know the name more than you do. He said that Jesus and the Spirit, the evil, this is Acts chapter 19, verse 16. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. I know Jesus. He mentioned, the evil spirit mentioned Jesus. He mentioned Jesus. Jesus, I know. And Paul I know. I know Paul because Paul knows how to use that name. He knows what is back of that name. He knows the authority behind that name. He knows it. But who are you? And he jumped on them. Seven boys. Seven strong men. One demon beat all of them and tore their clothing. They went away naked. They fled the house naked and wounded. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The day became born again, you inherited that name. It was given to you free of charge. Everything that Jesus did was because of the church. Listen, I've been using one scripture for a very long time today. Ephesians chapter 1. Let's read from verse 21 into verse 22. Okay? It says, And I set him above, far above all principalities and powers. Far above all principalities and power. And might and dominion, every name that is named. Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Verse 22. And has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head of all things to the church. What, all that he did was because of the church. His beating on the devil was because of the church. His sacrificing his life was because of the church. Everything that he did was because of the church. The confinement of the authority, the, the, everything that he did, the inheritance, the achievements by, by conquest, every single thing he did was because of the church. He gave everything to the church. He is the. Look at it, he says, and has put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. The fullness of him that filleth all and in all. He did it because of the church. So you can use that name. You see, you can use that name. You can use that name. You have authority to use that name. A policeman does not need to, to push a track. In order to get the truck to stop. All the policeman needs to do is to lift up his hand. Why? Because, the, because of the shirt he's wearing. 
The shirt is wearing is what gives him the authority to lift up his hand. No matter who you are, if you see a policeman in a shirt and he says stop, you will stop, isn't it? Yeah. Is it true? Yeah. Will you stop? Yeah. You stop without asking any questions. Why? No matter how lanky he is. I've seen policemen who are lanky. You wonder how they got to the police force. <laughs> lanky guys, short guys, but they are in the police force. And they are stopping trucks. Big trucks that are bigger than them. Why? Because there's authority backing their shirts. The authority of the government is backing them. As a child of God, there's an authority backing you. But Jesus is saying, act, I'm behind you. Do something, I'm behind you. Hallelujah. So, listen, do you understand authority? When we say authority, do you understand authority? The Bible says that there was, a, there was this man, a centurion, very wild guy. He came to Jesus, you know, and he, he didn't even go. He sent some people to go. Then Jesus decided to go to him and go, because his servant was sick, a very good servant was sick. And when the servant was coming, when Jesus was coming, he said that he sent another group to go and tell him that, Jesus, I'm, I'm a man under authority. I understand authority. When I say to this man, go, he goes. When I say to this man, come, he comes. Why? Because I'm under authority. I understand authority. It's not because I am something. It's because I am an authority. I have Caesar's authority. Therefore, when I say to this one, go, he goes. When I say to this one, come, he comes. So wherever, whatever you say will cause my servant to be healed. And Jesus said, I've never seen any great, any great faith in Israel. Not, not anywhere, including Israel. Authority is what causes you to be able to speak for things to happen. Do you understand? So when you say, in the name of Jesus, this should happen. Why would it happen? It should happen because there's a certain authority backing what you're saying. There's an authority backing the name. The name has authority. It has title. Ajidin. It has, Jesus Ajidin. He has name. And his name is valid in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. Whatever you refer to, if you tell the demons to get out, they'll get out. If you tell things on earth, everything on earth responds to that name. If you say to something on earth that, listen, this should happen to you in Jesus' name, it will happen to it. Do you understand? Everything responds to the name of Jesus. I'm not the one just for. Go, go to Philippians chapter 2, what we're reading, right? Philippians chapter 2, we can read from verse 9. Philippians 2 from verse 9. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. It says, Wherefore God has also has highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name. A name which is above what? That at the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow. Listen, this, you see, of things, the things are in brackets. It means that it is not there originally. Actually, what is there is beings. Beings. It's both things and beings. Do you understand? Whether they are animate or inanimate. Everything is wrong. Listen, I'm not, I'm not telling you a lie. This is what the Bible says. Maybe you don't believe the Bible, but this is what, if you believe the Bible, this is what the Bible says. You see, this thing is so important. There are three things that are, are, are shown to us in the, in, in the book of Acts. The word, the spirit, and the name. These three things. The name of Jesus is so important that every single thing that they did in the, in the Bible... In the early church, they did in the name of Jesus. They baptized in the name. They ate in the name. They visited in the name. Every single thing that they did in the name. That was why they had the result that they had. Have you listened to me? Hmm. Everything. His name is everything. Everything he did is in his name. Everything Jesus did is in his name. He, his name has authority. So if it's in the name of Jesus, this should happen. I get that job in the name of Jesus. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. 
He says, whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of Jesus. There's authority back in the name. It's a matter of authority. I said it has nothing to do with your faith. It has nothing to do with your faith. The only faith you need to do that has been given to you. Hallelujah. Can I show you some more? I, I really, let me, let, last thing, let me show you this last thing. Okay? Go to the book of John. John chapter 14. I'm going to show you something you've always thought it to be something else, which is not. Okay? John chapter 14. Let's read from, oh, can I show you this before we go? John chapter 14. Alright. John 14. Let's read from verse 10. Okay? John 14. Believers are that Believers that not, this is Jesus talking. Believers that know that I am in the Father and the Father in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. He says, the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Jesus said that every work that I do is not because of myself, but it's because of the Father that dwelleth in me. But Jesus said another Father that dwelleth in heaven, isn't it? There's a Father in heaven that there was a Father that was in him. The Father that was in him was the Holy Spirit. Is it true? Okay, look at the next thing. So Jesus attributed his works, everything he could get results because of the Holy Spirit that was dwelling in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Believers mean that believers believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the very works sake. Believe me for the works sake. The works that I do. Very well I say unto you, he that believeth on me. The works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And look at the next thing. End. End cannot start a sentence, isn't it? It means that it is connected to the one that is coming before. The punctuation is wrong. It doesn't make sense. Have you ever started a sentence with end before? The writing letter and you decide end. What are you talking about? End means it's, it's a conjunction. It's coming from somewhere. It's joining something to something. So Jesus is showing us how we can do greater works. Look at the verse before this. Go, go to verse 12. Very well, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever I go to my Father, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name. That will I do, that the Father will be glorified in the Son. Now, this is not prayer. This is not prayer. Prayer. Hold your neighbor's ears and say, this is not prayer. Hold the other neighbor's ears. Oh, hallelujah. Can I share a testimony with you? Can I share a testimony with you? Something that just happened to me right now. This, my ears, has been blocked for the last two weeks, right? A week ago. I, it just opened. When I just did this. I'm telling you, when I just did this. It just opened. Amazing. I can hear clearly. Just, it just open like that. Ah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's not talking about prayer. This is not prayer. This is not prayer. At all. Let me show you prayer. The prayer aspect of it. You see, normally when we pray, we use the name of Jesus as a channel. You get it? It's a channel. That he, he, we pray through like in the name of Jesus. As a, we, we think about it being as a channel. It goes beyond that. Okay. Go to John chapter 16, verse 23. Let me show you the prayer aspect. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then I'll come back to this. John 16, 23. John 16, 23. And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Jesus is talking about the day that he leaves. Okay, in the, in the last days in which we are. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Isn't it? Yeah. This is prayer. Look at the next thing. 
Verse 24. He that to have asked nothing in my name. Why weren't they asking anything in his name? Because they were there, he was there with them. And they were asking him. They said that to have asked nothing in my name. And he asked and he shall receive that your joy may be full. Ask in prayer. This is, he says, you shall ask the Father. Go to verse 23 again. And in that day you shall ask nothing of me. Of me. Very, very, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name. But the one we just read in John chapter 14 has nothing to do with the Father. It has everything to do with works. You, you go, to, go to John chapter 14, what we're reading. Very, 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 I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, whatever you shall ask to be done in my name, whatsoever you shall demand to be done in my name, he says, that will I do. Jesus says he will do it. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. I will do it because the Father has to be glorified in me. Do you understand? This has to do with making a demand in the name of, making a demand for something to happen in the name of Jesus. And I said it has nothing to do with prayer. It is not prayer at all. And this has to do with using the name of Jesus as an instrument, as a tool. The name of Jesus is a multi-purpose tool. It can be used to do... You see, if you want to, no matter how hard your hands are, you can't drive a nail into, into, a, into, into a wood with your hand. Can you do that? You need a tool to do that, isn't it? No matter how hard your hands are, you can't do that. You need a tool called a hammer to do it. No matter how sharp your hands are, you can't use it as a saw. You need a tool called a saw to do that, isn't it? No matter how, how hard your hand is, you cannot use it to make a, a phone call. It won't happen. You need a, a mobile phone to do it. You need a tool that can help you get that done. He says, oh, Hallelujah. He says, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name. The word in uh, is E-N. N. And it means instrumentality. The, the instrumentality of my name. Whatever you shall ask in my name. Using my name as an instrument shall be done for you. So you want a job. Use the name as an instrument to get a job. You want to marry. Use the name as an instrument to get married. You want your business to work. Use the name of Jesus as a, as a tool to make your business work. You look at the business and you say, you are going to work in the name of the Lord Jesus. You are going to work in the name of the Lord Jesus. You want to travel. Put your papers down. You don't need to contact any prophet. Just put your papers down and say, in the name of Jesus, you are going to work. You'll be shocked. You will be shocked. That is what it has been given for. Let me give you an example. Can I give you an example in the Bible? In Acts chapter 3, Kula aske evalosh kevaladai. Many have not known what I've said and what I've done for them. They have passed by and used my name shabbily and for nothing. All because they knew not. But I say unto you, this is what I've been, has been hidden from all these ages for you to enjoy. Take advantage of it. Don't play with it. Don't make it look like nothing. Because this is everything. This is what I have done. This is my pearl of great price. This is my pearl. Don't take it for granted. It is, it is, not, it is, not, it is not just anything. It is very important. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
as you mention the name of Jesus, something happens. Something happens. If you know what the name is, something happens. It works. I said it works. It works. It works. It is not a joke. It works. It is not ordinary. It works. I'm telling you. And this is yet, this yet, that is how you are going to achieve a, a victory everywhere you go. This is your tool, you know, the purpose tool of achieving victory. Yeah? 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 Hallelujah. You can keep standing. I want to show you something. Those of you who want to stand, you can stand. Go to verse. Let me show you some more, okay? I wanted to leave this for some last time. Let me show Go to verse 14. Go to verse 14. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. How, how, how will he do it? He says, if you ask anything in my name, me, I will do it. How does Jesus do it? Where is Jesus right now? Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? What is Jesus' location? Where is he? Jesus is in heaven, isn't it? By Jesus in your heart. How is he in your heart? By the power of the Holy Spirit. By the influence of the Holy Spirit, isn't it? The Holy Spirit is the communicator of the presence of God. Hallelujah. It says, if you shall ask anything in my name, I, I will do it. I will do it. Look at the next thing. Then he, he begins to explain how he's going to get it done. He begins to explain how he's going to get it done for you. If you love me, keep my commandments. Verse 16. And I'll pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. Go to the next verse. Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because he said, neither know him. But ye know him. They didn't know him. The disciples didn't know him. But he said, you know him. Why? Eh? For he dwelleth with you. How did he, They knew him because he was dwelling with them in the presence of Jesus. Jesus, what is the name of the Holy Ghost? The Holy Spirit is not a name. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is not a name. The Holy Spirit is a definition of who he is. It's, a, it's an explanation of his character. He said he's holy and his spirit. That's all. But his name is Jesus. The name of the Spirit is Jesus. You better believe it. So Jesus said that whatsoever you shall ask in my name, I will do it. Whatever you shall demand in my name, if you demand your rights and your privileges, the name of Jesus brings us the rights and privileges. Right? There are rights. Things. Listen. Listen. The devil has, listen to me. The devil has cheated you out of so many things that belong to you for a very long time. This is the year that God is recovering all the years that the cancerous have eaten. And all the years that the powers have eaten. That is, what, that is what God is saying. He says he wants to restore to you all the things that you have missed. Over the years, he is restoring everything to you this year. And restoring everything to you in the name of Jesus. By you walking in the name of Jesus. He says he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. You know him. You know him. Why? Because he is Jesus. He is Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me show you more. Go to verse 26. Go to same book, same chapter. Go to verse 26. Listen, he's still talking about the Holy Spirit, okay? Look at this. Look at this. He says that I don't want you to miss it. He says, But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He didn't say, listen, no, he didn't say whom the Father will send to for you to receive him. In my name or whatever. He said that, but the comforter which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. Do you understand that? It means, what it means, okay? 
It could mean a lot of things. What it means is that at the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is sent. Or, or you, do you understand what I just said? It says, listen, look at it. It says, but the comfort which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. When you mention his name, the Holy Ghost goes into action. The Holy Ghost goes into action. At the name of Jesus, the Holy Ghost goes into action. How would Jesus do it? How would Jesus do everything that you ask? He would do it by the power of the Holy Ghost. The name is what has the, the Holy Ghost responds to the name of Jesus. And when you mention that name, the Holy Spirit moves into action. The Bible says that we can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth us. We can do all things through Christ. Who is Christ? The Christ is the anointing. All things can be done because the Holy Ghost is working. Hallelujah. 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 He says, whatsoever you do, where do you Whatever you do, where do you Whatever. Brothers and sisters, whatever. Whatever. Listen. Listen. Listen to me. The name of Jesus has authority in it. Okay? It has authority. When you talk and say things in the name of Jesus, because of the authority backing it, things happen. But the name of Jesus also has its own inherent power. It has power. Dun- I'm talking about dunamis. Power. Ability to cause changes. Let me show you something. Go to Acts chapter, Acts chapter 3. In Acts chapter 3, Peter and John were going to the temple. Okay? And they went to a gate called the Gate of Beautiful. The Gate Beautiful. As they went, they saw a man who was living in his feet. The man had been sitting there for a very long time. He was almost 40 years. He had been sitting there. The Bible says he was lame from, his ma- from, from child. From, from, from being a child. He was lame. He's never walked in his life. When Jesus was in Jerusalem, he was there. Jesus was going through that gate and he was there. He knew Jesus, but he wasn't healed. Peter and John are coming now. Peter gets there. He looks at the guy and he says that, Look on us. Go there. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John said, Look on us. Look at the next thing. And he gave it unto them, expecting to receive something of them. He was expecting to get some money because he was asking for alms. Then Peter said something. Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have. Such as I have. Listen. Peter knew that he had something. I said the name of Jesus is a tool. It's a tool. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's a tool that you can have. Do you have something? Do you know that you have something? He said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have. We have something that is better than money. We have something that is better than cars. We have something that is better than everything. That thing is called the name of Jesus. He said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have give I thee. Then look at what he did. He did not pray. Peter did not pray. This is not prayer. He did not pray. He made a demand in the name of Jesus. This year you are going to make demands in the name of Jesus. I demand for this to happen in the name of the Lord Jesus. It must happen in the name of the Lord Jesus. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. 
I said things that are lame in your life working. Things that are lame around you working. Every business that has been lame up to date is working in the name of the Lord Jesus. I see you achieving greatness in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because as you mentioned the name, the Holy Ghost goes into action. Goes into action and causes things to change in the name of the Lord Jesus. It's in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do that business in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. He says, whatsoever you do in word or in deed. The word deed means, it means work. It means your empowerment. Whatever you are doing, your business. Whatever you are doing. Whatever it is that you have touched. He says, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. I touch you in the name of the Lord Jesus. You shall work in the name of the Lord Jesus. The name of the Lord Jesus is above every room. No matter what anybody has said. No matter what they have said. No matter what they have said. If they have said that this will never happen in your family. By you it will happen. By you it will happen in the name of the Lord Jesus. Just whatsoever you do in word and deed. Do all. Do all. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Such as I have. Do you have the name of Jesus? Do you have the name of Jesus? Oh, I pray for you. That this year you will believe in the name of Jesus more than you have ever done in your life. More than you have ever done in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. John said, these things have I written unto you who believe in the name of the Lord Jesus. That you may believe in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's what he said. I'm writing this so that you may believe in the name of the Lord Jesus. His name works. His name is a tool. His name is a tool. All authorities in that name. He said we should go. We should go because all authorities in heaven and in earth is given unto him. Listen. Goods respond to the name of Jesus. Everything. Whatever it is that you want to touch this year. Touch it in the name of the Lord Jesus. I touch it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever I do in word or in deed. I do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. All those of you who are out there. Whatever you do in word or in deed. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. And see miracles happening in that name. See miracles happening in that name. See things changing in that name. Because things can change in that name. Things happen in that name. Things happen in the name. At the name of Jesus. Every knee bows. At the instrument of the name of Jesus. Every knee bows. And every tongue confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's supreme. He's higher than every other thing. Oh, like he said, What do you have? Do you have the name of Jesus? I have something. I have something. I have something. I have something. I am not empty. I am not empty. You are not empty. You have something. You have the name of Jesus. You have the name of Jesus. You have the name of Jesus. That name that has all authority. That name that has all authority. Everything is in that name. Everything is in that name. Your success this year is in that name. Everything is in that name. Oh, hallelujah. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.